So you want to ask me why? Why Antioch speaks? What does it mean? The Church of Antioch was a crucial role in the book of Acts. This is where Jews and Gentiles in a blend were first called Christians. Antioch of Syria was one of the largest cities in the Roman world, and it was the center of trade. And we feel like that's a lot like Georgia is today. Atlanta is the center of a lot of trade, and we're coming out of Atlanta. We really identify with the Church of Antioch, and that's why we're calling it AntiochSpeaks.com. Okay. So, Antioch Speaks. Here we are. Logan Biddy and Brent Witcher about to study the book of Matthew. In this series, the plan is to do the New Testament. Mm, come on. Our original plan was to read the New Testament in six hours. But things have changed as the Holy Spirit often will redirect and recalibrate your plans. Uh, What's that scripture say? Man will make many plans, but the Lord will direct his path. Yeah, man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord directs his steps. I think the Lord has directed us. Come on. So we opened up Matthew on this mission to read the New Testament in six hours. When we opened up Matthew, the first uh, verse, we realized something that had been in our hearts for a while. Mm. was to study the lineage of Jesus. Jesus. And so we said, okay, you know what? We're, I'll read this, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. And my brain and my spirit just started going... And I know it threw you off a little bit, but my first thought was, okay, Matthew recorded what he saw was going on with Jesus' life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus didn't record anything. Mm. Jesus was the one walking and talking and doing the works, not the one recording. Mm. Which played in my mind a little bit, and then you started playing that uh, old... 1970s. I, I'm not really sure where that was from. Did you look that up? Leonard Ravenhill? Yeah, Leonard Ravenhill. Was he a doctor? He might have been a doctor in the faith, but he was revivalist. He wouldn't go to a church unless they had prayed for like weeks at a time before he came. I just thought about that too this morning. I was praying a little bit this morning, and I thought, man, we need to pray before our word night. A little more. We're not. We. I mean, we're not really praying before the word night either. Yeah, we're just showing up. Just a little practice, a little food, and jumping in. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't even go to a church unless they were preparation through prayer. Mm-hmm. It's wild. <laughs> Did you, were you able to find out how old that video was? No. Okay. He died in 1994. Okay. So it's got to be before then. Could have been 80s. I thought the glasses definitely looked 70s. But the point is... The man was alive before World War One, though. I know. I know. And people record these things. And it just got my whole brain going. So Matthew recorded the lineage. Um, Jesus didn't record anything. Yeah. You know? Paul wrote a lot. Paul wrote a lot. Yeah, he did. 
Um, and then you go back into audio and video quality of the 60s, 70s, 80s of just awful, awful, but really good considering the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they got the gospel around the world through TV back then. I watched this movie called A Million and One Ways to Die in the Wild Wild West, and they were taking pictures, and they take a long time to take pictures, and it makes all the pictures from way back, people are not happy. They don't have big smiles on their face, not like the selfie. They're like, they're like they're sitting there for a long time. Really? For the picture to get developed, or if somebody was painting them. Ugh. Misery. We're born at such a time as this. Greatest time of mankind. Ever. Um, but anyway, back you know, to recording of the gospel. Mm. I became fascinated with where all the Old Testament speaks of Jesus. Whether it's the poetry, whether it's the, you know, yeah. whatever parts it is, they were recorded to give you prophecy of Jesus coming. It's all about Jesus. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. Every book tells of, hey, look, there's one coming. There's one coming. There's one coming. Hey, there's one coming. Pay attention. Pay attention. There's one. And he looks like this. It looks like this. It looks like this. This is where he'll be. It looks this like is what this. he'll do. Yeah. This is what he's like. For confirmation. That it's came. wild. How old do you think the Bible is? Since the very first... What, what's the word they used? Uh, I heard uh, somebody say that every single tittle or something like that. You ever yeah, heard that word before? Jot. Yeah, like the every little jot and every little tittle. T's. Yeah, where they cross the T's and all that. When do you think the first jot and tittle was written down? I think some people say that Job was older than Gen, like was written before Genesis and all that, because Moses or whoever, you know, we say Moses wrote him, but I don't know if it really says that one hundred percent sure, but everybody just collectively agrees that it's him. But I think it's, the Book of Job was written before that. Before, so yeah, that was my. That's been my understanding for as long as I can remember. I don't remember who told me that or why. I didn't Google it. Um, I obviously haven't been to seminary. Or but nobody. I don't think you can prove it, but I think that's the general idea. Is Moses wrote the first five? Mm-hmm. Um, but you think? But you're but saying you Job was recorded before. Yeah, because I think they say he's like before Abraham. That's what they guess. And you know, there's scholars you can look into that, but. Yeah, Adam is learning all about that right now. Oh, bless him. Yeah. So, my my first fixation, I know you're taking notes, and, and, and we really wanted to read through the New Testament, but I get stuck, and, and I'm stuck here, is who was Mary? Who were Mary's parents? I want to know about Mary for, for whatever reason. Um, do you know much about that off the top of your head, or is that something mm-hmm. we're going to have to look? I don't know. You don't know anything really about Mary because the lineage in the Jewish culture goes by the man. So everything's recorded by Joseph. I have a little... Which is funny, though, because he's not Joseph's biological kid. <laughs> right. There was no like way that God could have done this without Joseph. Which is crazy. You think about this man that literally just stepped up to the plate and said, Yeah, I'm going to father him. I'm going to provide for him while he's a baby. I'm going to marry his mother while she's pregnant. All right, so check this That's out. Wild. I'm, I want to show you something. This is in Matthew chapter 1, verse 16. Jacob was the father of Joseph, 
the husband of Mary. Yeah. It goes to Joseph. Mm-hmm. And Mary gave birth to Jesus, who was called the Messiah. Interesting. Who's Mary? You don't know much about Mary or her lineage. That is wild. Wild, wild, wild. It's the culture. Your lineage runs through the father. Ooh, somebody. Yeah, come on. Bring it. Somebody help me testify. (laughs) But, yeah, Joseph was the man, bro. Like, low-key, if my fiance was pregnant, I'd be like, nah. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But God got a hold of him. I am going. Gave him dreams, the angels, you know, everything. God really walked with Joseph. Yeah, he really did. Even right like here. legit, like no, like Jesus is God. Like he did walk with him. Yeah, like, he yeah, was helping yeah, yeah. to cut boards and stuff. But like this, uh, Matthew uh, first chapter and verse nineteen shows like how Joseph, her fiance, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Mm. And if the, if the, if God wasn't with this man, this whole thing would have went crazy. And 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and, uh, and spoke to him and told him that this was you know, God's legit baby, not what obviously any of us would think if our fiance got pregnant. You had someone else's kid, like all this stuff. It's wild. It's a miracle. And literally, it talks about it. Um, maybe Isaiah, I think. I got he says something that. just now through text message that says Mary's parents. There we go. Mary's parents, according to some apocryphal. Oof. You ever heard that word? A P. Yeah, it's outside O-C-O. of scripture. Yeah. How, how do you spell oh, outside of scripture? Jochim mm-hmm. and Ann. I've never heard. I, I never. I've never went outside of scripture. Yeah, some people, you know, they canonize all that stuff. Like they're just different books they didn't put in there. Saint Anne and Joachim. Hmm. Interesting. They derive from apocryphal writings. Saint Anne is one of the patron saints of Britain and Canada. Who knows? Wow, that's wild. Sounds like Mormon. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. You don't know anything about Mary. (laughs) Jesus came to me in the 1700s. But we know everything about Joseph, and that's the way the Bible wants to take it. Now, you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Mm -hmm. If I remember, Mark starts with John the Baptist, right? Uh, Maybe. Let me see. Get my scripture up right here. I think they all start with uh, that except John. Yeah, John the Baptist prepares the way, Mark 1. Matthew talks about the genealogy, and then I think he gets into John the Baptist a little bit. Yeah, Matthew Luke talks about the stories of John the Baptist and his mom. starts with John the Baptist, too. Yep. And then gets into the genealogies of Jesus in chapter 3. But his genealogy is different than Matthew. Matthew just talks about it from... Abraham down. I'm Luke gonna, goes all the way back to Adam. I'm going to read this real quick, even though it's a apocryphal, whatever, whatever. How do you say the word? 
I can't say it. Okay. I'm going to read this real quick and then and then we'll go over here. According to these non-canonical sources, however you say the word, Anne, who in Hebrew would be called Hannah, was born in Bethlehem in Judea. She married Joachim, and although they shared a wealthy and devout life at Nazareth, they eventually lamented their childlessness. So she couldn't have kids, or they were having difficulties Mm -hmm. having kids. Joachim reproached at the temple for his sterility, because he was sterile, retreated into the countryside to pray, while Anne, grieved by his disappearance and by her barrenness, solemnly promised God that if given a child, she would dedicate it to the Lord's service. Both received a vision of an angel who announced that Anne would conceive and bear a most wondrous child. The couple rejoiced at the birth of their daughter, whom Anne named Mary. That's cool. I think that's good enough. <laughs> we can't prove it. Don't know much about that story. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. If it if it's true, I mean, we don't know. How would you like to do this, Joseph? You want to start with Joseph, or you want to start with Abraham? No, I think to get the full context of it, you got to go all the way back to Adam. To Adam. Which Jesus. we are studying Matthew, but. Matthew only went so far, but that's a good question. Why did Matthew only go to Abraham? You know, I don't know. Can't, I don't, you know, where do you... Luke went all the way back to Adam. Okay, so here's the two differences between Matthew and Luke. Matthew was a Jew, right? I think, of, you know, he was a tax collector or maybe all that kind of stuff, so he might have been writing to a different audience. Right. Luke was a Gentile. Okay. And Abraham's the father of the Jews. They with Luke, he was more skeptical of the whole thing, right? Being a doctor, he his recordings. He could have been. I don't know. I don't know if he was skeptical, but he just. If think about it, if you're not Jewish, you don't really need to focus on just just the Jew. You want to know way more than what what. Where did the where did it originally begin? Like how did like how did all this come to be? He, he, so Luke went all the way back to Adam. Okay. But in our studies, I think knowing every name of his lineage, what it means, all the way back to Adam, right. that's pretty cool. Okay, so check this out. I haven't done this in a long time. Like, I've heard of it. Like, you know, I've never really done it myself, but it's cool. So we're going to study the chapter of Matthew. and We're going to read the New Testament. But first, we're going to get through the genealogies. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You want to start with Luke's genealogies? Just to, until we can get to Abraham. Abraham. What I just found is interesting, and I wanted to read it to you and see what you you think while we're on record. Jesus's genealogy is given in two places in Scripture: Matthew one and Luke three. Mm-hmm. Matthew traces the genealogy from Jesus to Abraham. Luke traces the genealogy from Jesus to Adam, which we've already figured out. However. There is good reason to believe that Matthew and Luke are, in fact, tracing entirely different genealogies. Hmm. Then it, it goes. It says it goes on and it says some point to these differences are argued as evidence for errors in the Bible. However, the Jews were meticulous record keepers, especially in regard to genealogies. It is inconceivable that Matthew and Luke could build two entirely contradictory genealogies of the same lineage. 
So I think we're going to be, if we start with Luke and go from Adam to Abraham, and then use Luke and Matthew to go Abraham to Joseph, we're going to embark on all kinds of different paths here. Yeah, of scriptural fact. Um, I remember some, uh, uh, there was, I don't remember what show or movie, or maybe I was reading a book, but they said the reason Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have these like differences um, is proof that it, it really happened. Because if you and I witnessed the car wreck right now, the time of day, the color of the car, was the woman driving, was the men driving, was anybody in the back seat, passengers hurt, what sounds, we would have two different stories, even though we witnessed the exact same car wreck. Mm -hmm. The only way that you and I would have the exact same uh, time frame, age, colors, all the details, is if we collaborated together to make up a lie. And yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. Is yeah, like we were gonna blame it on this person, so we're like, oh, we need to make sure all, it's like little kids trying to tell their parents, like, oh, let's, let's make up the same story, so when they ask these questions, we're not looking like we're fumbling the ball here. Correct. If everybody, if every witness has the exact same story, they're probably in collusion together. When the details are a little off with all, then you know people are all telling the truth. So the arguments that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's description of Jesus's life were a little bit different actually, in fact, make it more yeah, a true like, story. It's like a reverse psychology. You would think like it's like oh, that's different. It can't be true. Well. They wrote it how they saw it. And I thought it was funny because you brought up Mormons. And I don't want to, you know, bash the Mormons here. But in some other newer religions, as you read, you notice everything is carbon copied. Like everyone agrees that this is how it happened. Which shows a sign of collusion, maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Not here to credit or discredit. So, let's, let's begin in Luke. It starts okay. with Joseph's dad. Is yep. Jacob. Okay. Which I also have uh, in Matthew, right? Yeah. Um, in Luke 3, it says, Now Jesus himself began his ministry about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matthat, the son of Levi, all the way down. Okay. So, so all the way down till verse 38, it goes all the way back down to Adam. Okay. So does it agree that Jacob is Jesus's, or Joseph's father or Heli? It says Heli. Okay. Now let's get into that. All right. Um, is Heli and J Jacob like the same thing? Right, let's, let's check it out. Have you ever heard of Heli? So Jacob and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not Joseph's father. That's a way long time ago. Okay. These are just ordinary men that we don't even know. Oh, really? These people right here now, if you get all the way down to... Uh, verse 36, it talks about Noah, Lamech, Shem. That's all the same throughout. Verse 34, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, Terah, Nahor. That's all the same. It was just, like, if you read it from Genesis, I think they have the same thing. You've got David, David's father, Jesse, um, Obed, 
Boaz, all that stuff. That's all the same thing in the book of Ruth and First Samuel, Second Samuel. Okay. Okay. So like these people after that, you don't you don't know anybody after like King David. Hardly. Like you don't hear about these people a lot. So there's a book called The Encyclopedia of Biblical Errancy. Mm. It says Jacob begot Joseph. We're about to find out who these two people are if I keep looking through here. Jacob and Heli are the, the same people? It shouldn't be. But I don't know if those are two different people, if it's two different names. That's why they could be saying that the Bible was inaccurate. They say that Luke's between, um, this says between David to Jesus, Luke and Matthew's genealogy uh, intertwine at Zerubbabel and Shilatil. Zerubbabel. Yeah, Zerubbabel. So this is, and then you you already uh, brought this up. Matthew was writing to Jews, and Luke was writing to Greeks. Well, he himself was, but he could have been writing to anybody. Right. I think Luke wrote his to a specific individual, uh, Onesimus. Like so that. this this says that Matthew's point to the Jews was to show Jesus's uh, lineage to Abraham, and that Luke's point to the Greeks were to show his lineage to Adam, mm-hmm. which is why we got back there. Um, and then Luke follows Jewish tradition of only mentioning males. And Matthew also only followed, only followed males. So whenever a family happened to end with a daughter, instead of naming her in the genealogy, they inserted her husband as the son of him who was. But in reality was his father-in-law. So that might be... It says Luke gives a fleshly genealogy of the virgin-born Jesus. This is interesting stuff, man. Like, Yeah, because in Luke it says David begot Nathan, and Nathan goes on. But in Matthew, it says David begot Solomon. And Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam, Abijah, Abijah, Asa. And these are all the kings of Israel. But in Luke, it's totally different. Luke 3. Let's see here. Luke 3. Oh my gosh. And Matthew's writing from Joseph's point of view. And Luke's writing from Mary's point of view. Could be. That's that's really interesting too. Well, because Luke went around and began to question everybody. Right. That's how because he wasn't he wasn't in there with Matthew and Jesus. He wasn't following like he was a Gentile. He didn't even know about who Jesus was until later on. So everybody says that Luke's collection of the gospel is by individually questioning other people. Interviews. And Matthew may have had you know because he's male he may have had access to scrolls and lineage and you know. Things yeah. that were in place, but Luke has not. He's not Jewish. He can't go up in there and be like, "Oh, hey, I need to see your lineage." And especially not Jesus. The Jews would have, the real Jews, like the Pharisees, they probably would have held all that stuff away from him. Like you're not, you're not getting in touch with that. Yeah. So he had to go to Mary, and maybe Mary 
told him these things and yeah because also Luke wrote a lot of the uh, acts and, and well he wrote the whole book of acts but he uh, that was through also questioning with Paul, and Paul Peter yeah yeah everybody okay this is this is totally uh, so there is there any way of finding this Jacob that was Joseph's father or he lied there's no way to know Mm-mm. how would we know okay cool so now we are going to move on to another one I want to I want to point this out before we move on to uh, Mathen or what do you have in Luke who was who was uh, Eli's father I've got to go I went I started from Adam down so you're starting from the other way up okay I'm going to read this to you real quick so it says Joseph the son of Heli the son of Mattet the son of Levi Melchi son of Jana so we have that too we have Mathen being the father of Jacob in mind and you have Matt, Matt How do you spell that? Uh, it's Joseph, son of Heli, son of Mattet, M-A-T-T-H-A-T. Oh, yeah, mine's M-A-T-T-H-A-N, was Joseph's father. Jacob's father, excuse me. Yeah, and there's a thing in my Bible app that says this and several other names in the genealogy are spelled somewhat differently in the uh, NU text since the... New King James Version uses the Old Testament spelling for persons mentioned in the New Testament. These variations, which have come from the Greek, have not have not been footnoted. So they're, the spelling may be off just because of the way the, lit, the, the language is translated. Check this out. If Luke were presenting Joseph's genealogy, it would, according to his own statement, be the genealogy only of the supposed father of Jesus and of what value would such a genealogy be no man could find a reference to the legal relation of joseph to jesus furthermore roper suggests that the phrase being as supposed the son of jesus of joseph should probably be taught of as a parenthetical with the words son of eli or heli referring to jesus and not joseph jesus would be heli's grandson and an allowable meaning of son in fact yeah. Wow. Jacob would be the son of Abraham, but it's Jacob Isaac, or you know. Yeah. Abraham Isaac and Jacob, but you could say Jacob was the son of Abraham. That's interesting. I think that's only valid for like grandfather to grandson relationship. So, in conclusion, it's perfectly logical to argue Luke did not trace Jesus' legal lineage from Joseph to David and, and Abraham, as Matthew did. Rather, he traced the physical bloodline of his virgin mother and not Joseph the stepfather back to David, Abraham, and Adam. So Luke went through Luke Mary's went through time? a bloodline of Mary... And Matthew went through the genealogy recorded by the Jews of Joseph. So they're both bloodline through David, Mary and Joseph. Um, again, the Jew, according to what I just read there, uh, you know, I'm not real, but according to that, the Jews' record is of marriage, and if the if a female ended in that marriage sequence, then they refer to her husband. So it's not bloodline. Because if you only had two daughters, so if it went from Abraham to you and you had two daughters, 
he would pick up at one of their husbands. So it would change bloodlines entirely. Uh, so if you had two daughters, it'd skip, it'd say from Logan, it'd skip to one of your daughter's husband's name and then run through their kids. Whereas Luke's went from a bloodline identity. Uh, okay, I see. So he might have, Matthew may have skipped some. Yes, Matthew's going to be going the Jew way, skipping some of the women, whereas Luke went through... The Gentile way, like, hey, the Greeks, you're... You... Science way, if you will. Yeah. Because Luke was a doctor. Yeah, Luke had a different... Yeah, that makes sense, though. Because he's like, why would you skip a generation when it, there's a woman there? Correct. Which right. is wild, though. And why would you record Joseph's that? bloodline if it's Mary's baby? That's what Luke's, Luke's idea was. If this is Mary's baby, you're not going to run Joseph's bloodline. Whereas for Matthew, you're going to run because it's the, the father because it's Jewish tradition. Yeah. yeah. But that's wild, though. Like, like you see the value of a woman through that perspective. It's really big. And then reading that other thing. Like, cause what, if it was, what, if, what if we only had one straight lineage? Or had this been all, you know, colluded to tell us the story? So you just had the exact same story told over and again. What if Luke checked what Matthew wrote before he wrote anything? Mm. What if Luke went to Matthew and was like, I want to make sure our stories line up. Or what if King James said, I'm tired of you Christians fighting. We're going to make the story exactly the same. Yeah. Those Those are some real arguments from... Yeah. Outside of the belief system is that this was all created from King James. It was put back together. It's not the true living word of God. But I think that fact that Matthew's record and Luke's record are still intact the way they are and they never forced them to be the same. I think that's, you can see the hand of God doing that. Totally. God is in that. Totally. Keeping people from, you know. Taking his word and manipulating it. Yeah. Um, I heard someone say that it's the word of God is for revelation and for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was another one. I can't remember the other one. But it's inspired by the Holy Spirit to, to reveal things to us and then inspire us to reveal things to each other. Mm-hmm. And that is so, I mean, it, it just blows my mind. And make, that's what makes me want to do this every day because we were watching that other guy say at the end of your remember his tombstone said something you remember the tombstone said he said is your life worth living for no the life you live the life you're living is it worth is it worth what is it worth Christ dying for yeah Leonard Ravenhill and when when he was when Leonard was talking he was saying like all the things you're doing don't matter unless you're doing them in the kingdom, which is scripture as well. The things we do in this life will go away. Yeah. Unless we're doing them for the kingdom of God. Then they last forever. Yeah. He said something, what I thought was really funny too. He said the gathering wasn't that big. And he said, but really, if it was a couple of people, he named like two people by name. And he said, if it was just for them, it was worth it. Do you remember that part at the beginning? I really feel that way too. Last Saturday when the neighbor came over. Everything is worth everything when that man. Brother Greenfield. Someone gets saved. Everything is worth everything Mm. when one person gets saved. 
Amen. Very cool. Okay, so we got through very dicey, very hard to get through Jacob and Eli. That was hard. Or yeah. Eli, or Eli, Eli, however you say it. That was rough. Um, and then this Mathen and Elazar, these people are of no importance. Well, obviously they're of importance, but we just don't know who they are. No, okay. But at the end, we'll find out okay. the importance. This is divinely as we go down put this. there. Um, Boaz, man, that that blue. So I, here's where I'm at: Akeem, Eliud, and Boaz. Where are you at as we go back from Mathen? Mathen. Mathen. I've got Math Mathen. Son of Levi, son of Melchi, son of Jana, son of Joseph, son of Mattatiah, son of Amos, Nahum, Ezlai, Nagai, all the way down. I mean. Okay, I got Akim, Zadok, Azor, Elakim, Abiad, Zerubbabel. How, how did you say that? Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel and Sheatel. Yep, verse 27 in Luke. That's 3. where we intersect, right? Yeah. Luke? Do we know anything about these two? Zerubbabel, I think, was... Uh, uh, that's the name of a king. I don't know if this one was a king, though. How did you learn how to say that name in class? Yeah, I've just heard it so many times. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Neri, Melchi, Adai, Kosum, Elmodam, Er, Jose, Eliezer, Joram, Metat, Levi, Simeon, Judah, Joseph, Jonan, Iliakim, Melia, Manan, Mattai, Nathan, David, Jesse, Obed, Boaz, Salmon. Jesse is important, right? Jesse, Obed, Boaz. And I have that there in verse 5. I have Samuel was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. So now we're intertwining again. With yeah, mine says Boaz was the uh, son of Salmon. But again, the way that they translate... Well, this says Salmon was the father of Boaz. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said Samuel. Uh, maybe I misheard him. Oh, uh, yeah, you probably, I probably mispronounced it or something. Nashon, Aminadab, Ram, Hezron, Perez, Judah, Jacob, so, Isaac, Abraham. Not to stop you again, but between Abraham and David, they're dead on. Luke and Matthew are dead on. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Yeah. And then he leaves Abraham and goes all the way to Adam? Yep. Abraham, which Terah and Nahor, which you can find this. This, this is also in Genesis, this part. Um, Tara, Nahor, Sarag, Riu, Peleg, Eber, Shelah, Canaan, Arkfaxad, I don't know how to say that, Shem, Noah, Lamech, Methuselah, Enoch, Jared, Mahalalel, Canaan, Enosh, Seth, Adam, the Son of God. So, why do you think people think lineage is so boring? Because we read it and we're just like, oh, it's just a bunch of names. It's just a little bit. However, we'll pay somebody 160 bucks to take our DNA and give and us a us. whole bunch of names. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. That, you know. We want to know where we come from, but do we really want to know the people? We don't really care if they're like people because we don't know them. We don't have an attachment to them. I get excited. I, I don't know about you, but I get excited about family. In fact, I do know about you because if we run into someone you know or... A business is known to have employed or your family owned it. Like you 
like this stuff. When you find out you have a cousin that's over here, you get excited too. Yeah. The, our lineage excites us, right? Yeah. And if you were to sit here and list everybody before my great-great-grandfather and explain to me like where they came from, mining in Blue Ridge or whatever it is they're doing, I get excited to check that stuff out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but then when, you know, we're trying to read it about Jesus, it's like, oh gosh, stop telling me about all these people. But what's crazy, right, is it's 2022 since Jesus. So his lineage is probably a pretty interesting thing to find out. But not only that, King David and his story and his history, you hear that story over and over again since you're a little kid. No one ever argue, argues that King David didn't exist or something like they would argue, you know, that maybe King Herod didn't really exist. But they'll argue, you know, other people don't exist, but you know Abraham or, or Abraham Lincoln existed or George Washington existed. And then you go um, all the way back from King David to uh, Abraham, who I, I heard uh, a theologist say, even if the whole story was made up and, and none of that was real, God's promise to Abraham was still real because the whole world still looks at Abraham as the father of the whole world, even if, no matter what, and then all the way back to Adam. These genealogies are so much more important than our personal genealogy. Yeah. So much more interesting to go back to. The Ruth and Boaz. I think people tell that story and talk about that story all the time, not realizing that's where Jesse came from. It took me, I mean, that you when you and I studied it that one time, it blew my mind. Mm. Yeah. That David came out of that whole crazy story. Ruth and Boaz, Jesse and David, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it is wild. That thing about Ruth, though, is she was a Gentile, like, I think, right? Because yeah. Naomi was the Jew, and they moved away, and she grew up with a Gentile worldview, and then said, all right, wherever you go, I'm going to her mother-in-law. And she she did, like, even though her mother-in-law said, no, don't come with me. Yeah. She's like, no, I have to. And that all was extreme faith. Yeah. Maybe not even so much as knowing what she was getting into she had no clue she was just like wherever you're going I'm going it just showed loyalty commitment showed character amen it's good qualities to have great qualities Which, and then God uses that it's so wild to me those qualities had to be highlighted for Boaz or he would have never done what he did it, it, they, when you read the story in the book of Ruth it says Boaz heard good report from her so had, that was recorded for a reason. Had he not... He probably was like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, cool too. You got to have good rapport. Yeah. What you The first time I met you, you said, avoid reproach or, or something. Like live above reproach, yeah. Bro, that's the message right there. You got to live above reproach. Yeah. Don't be alone with that woman. Yeah, come on. 12 years later, you might be retired. Yeah, and we don't want to... We don't want that. Mm-hmm. All right, so Adam, who's the son of Adam and Luke? Adam, his son, well, we already know Seth. This is all in Genesis. Okay. So you can read from Abram, Abram, Adam to Abraham, I think in Genesis, and then Abraham to David through uh, probably Samuel's, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, maybe 1 Chronicles. 
something like that. The uh, the lineage goes on. So this says that the whole lineage thing in the whole Bible, if you read it, like Numbers, I think it's Numbers is it is almost unbearable to read because all you read is people's names. Yeah, and you can't and you don't, them. Yeah, and like, we're like, what? We're just you know, but there's like there's like a significant thing. Like think about this, right? If God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, created every single tree out there, every plant, everything, not only that, but gave us plants that have seeds in them so that they could reproduce after them and there'd be more of them. Yeah. He said, I want these names to be written down. Recorded. I want these names written down. We're like, ah, reading the book of numbers. (laughs) Every jot and every tittle of... Matthias and Jerusalem and Shababiel and and you know this is the stuff that David when he's writing the psalm says God your commandments I just cherish them he bro we have the book of Acts King David had the book of Numbers now come on dude and he was in love with the Bible he was in love with the, the law he, he was in love with the law we do we got the book of Acts he had the book of Numbers, bro, and he was up praising all night in his underwear. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read this to you, okay? Yeah. This is Seth, okay? Yeah. This says, in Judaism, Christianity, what's Mandaism? I have no clue. Never heard of it? Mm-mm. Sethianism, Sethianism, I don't know what that is, and Islam. Seth is the third son of Adam and Eve, so Cain, Abel, Seth. Seth. Their only other child mentioned by name in the Hebrew Bible, Adam and Eve. And according to Genesis 4.25, Seth was born after Abel murdered Cain. After Cain murdered Abel. Mm -hmm. And Eve believed that God had appointed Seth as a replacement for Abel. Mm -hmm. Which is very interesting. Um... Adam was 130 years old, or 230, there's two different texts, when Seth was born. What do you think about that, man? They were having babies when they were, like, super old. Their bodies lived forever, though. Like, I don't know, maybe after the, I think it was after the flood, maybe? Like, things changed, or maybe after Abraham, like, things changed. The way the Bible says it, they were living, like, 900 years. What's interesting to me because I, I am so into space and I was I was so into space when I was a teenager. Um, the way the solar system is and the way things get created and the massive fireballs that are out there and the rocks, these massive rocks and things like that. And you blend it with Moses writing the first five books. Okay. Um, and then someone recently told me that the first three chapters of Genesis could have taken a very, very long time mm, because yeah. the, the seven-day theory may not have been a 24-hour day period. Yeah. You don't know. Um, another thing that is interesting is the three days that Jesus was dead and came back and the way they say that the Jews recorded the day starting, like we started from midnight to midnight, but they do it from sunup to sundown. Sundown to sunup. Yeah, they do it sundown to sundown. Right. So we the new day starts. The Jewish day starts with rest, going to bed. So culturally, that gives you perspective on the seven day theory. The first three chapters could have taken a very, very long time to create, but then Adam's nine hundred years on this planet. You don't know how long 
the sun was up. You don't know how powerful the UV rays were at that time. He was eating fresh, organic foods. Probably not a lot of pig, considering. Mm. Um, or, you know, unhealthy I don't think foods. They ate, I don't think they ate animals until... Um, it says God... I think Genesis 10 says God put... Or maybe 9. It says God put fear in the animals of humans. They feared humans after God put the fear in them. Yeah. And then he said, go and kill and eat. But before, I don't think they ever... I think they just ate vegetables. Just ate vegetarians or... Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Strict, like, ugh, Lord, thank you for food and meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't eat. Hallelujah. I couldn't eat. But yeah, you don't know if a year was 365 days, it was a day 24 hours. You don't know. Yeah. What... And then you think about it, like, you know, some people are like, oh, well, a thousand days is like a... Or a thousand years is like a day in the Lord. Yeah. God has no respect for time. Yeah. I really feel like that. You think I'm using that word wrong? Respect? I think he respects time in our sense of like prophecy does happen. Because I think Daniel prophesied that the Jews would be in exile for 70 years. And Jeremiah was like, hey, that was 70 years ago. It's time to get out of here. You know, type thing. Yeah. So, like, in that regard, I think there's, like, a little respect. For yeah. Time. Like, you've, he doesn't you've need been time. doing this for 40 years. Look, it's time to go. Yeah. But he doesn't need it. No. He doesn't think of it like we do. He doesn't regard it. Maybe I need to switch my word from the Lord doesn't respect time to he doesn't regard time like we do. Yeah. Like we do. That's the important part. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think a lot of what we're touching on is flesh versus spirit in this conversation. Um, not really sure how much time we've spent on it. It's my, all good. My computer fell asleep. But we've been doing this now for 45 minutes. And basically we've covered... There's discrepancy in the genealogies, which is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. That's wild. From Matthew, we've, we've covered Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 through 16. I cannot get over the fact that Luke was like, let's, let's look at it this way. Matthew's like, oh, no, let's just go from, you know, the, the, the father, you know. We'll just go through until the... It's, and it's one of the same things you and I can have here at, at the, in the kitchen. Because your perspective, your education, my perspective, my education, then you take both of us and have us talking to each other, and you're like, huh, huh. Like we were talking about Hinduism that one time. Oh, or, right, yeah. When I talk about um, cultural stuff, because you've been to Asia, you've been to Africa, and I have not. So I have a huge blank spot on cultural understanding. And yeah. that's what these two men did. Matthew and Mark had cultural differences, cultural blank spots. Yeah. So I would say on the next podcast of reading the New Testament. Let's that's, go that's into what, what the names mean. That would be so fun on the next you, podcast. You want to do that? We'll, do, we'll start with the names mean, and then we'll pick up at Matthew chapter 1, verse 17 when we're done with the genealogy. Yeah, then we'll just read it. And then we'll just start reading and get and we're gonna caught get, We're going to get encountered by the Lord. Amen. Uh, amen. He was here. Antioch speaks. Antioch speaks. encountered by the Lord. Oh, my gosh. Oh. We're, we're going to get encountered tonight. Jesus. Amen. Our 630 word. Yeah. Praise God.